Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, great Saturday afternoon, and welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, host of the show. I'm the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. We offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or if not tripled their top line revenue within 12 to 18 months. Here at Samurai Business Group, we put the win back in your sales. And I am so excited because I've got a show with two people that are just absolutely fabulous. We've been friends. We actually started our shows almost simultaneously. Out of Florida, I'd like to introduce you to Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Uh, they host a show out of Florida. Actually, they're all over the world. I mean, these guys are unbelievable. Called I Work For Him. And uh, we're going to talk about some fabulous things that they've got going and also something that they honored me with here recently. But first, let's just get them in here. Welcome, Martha and Jim. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Great to be here. Hey, you guys are world travelers. I know that you just got back to back to Florida, but uh, why don't we just reacquaint the audience a little bit about you guys, uh, Faith Walk, and how you got to where you're at today? Okay, so I work for him really uh, was birthed out of a journey that we went on. Both Martha and I committed our lives to full-time Christian ministry as teenagers, but when we got married and got our four-year degrees, we thought that that meant we needed to go to seminary so we could go work at a church. Uh, be a pastor or be a missionary or something like that. But uh, over a period of 20 years, God just showed us that our work mattered to him. And when we were 40, all of a sudden God said, listen, listen, your workplace is your ministry place. It is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. And so that began a real study of what is this really all about? I've never heard this at church in a sermon and uh, the journey led us to, I was sharing something at the beginning of 2013 at a small little event in Tampa before we launched the Christian Chamber of Commerce in Tampa. And it was about five ways to incorporate your faith in, a, in the, the workplace. And I sat down in the room after sharing that short little thought. And this woman said, you need to talk about that on the radio. Make a long story short, we've been on the radio for a little over eight and a half years talking about that connection of faith and work because I got tired of running into people in the marketplace who said they were Jesus followers, said they were Christians, and their behavior didn't look at all like a Jesus follower. And I wanted to shake them and go, please don't tell people you know Jesus if you're going to act that way. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's where I work for him was birthed out of. We never thought we were starting a ministry. We never really thought we were going to become radio people. We just thought we were inspiring, sharing something we've been learning. Oh, man. And but let's let's leave, not leave something out now. You've had you had a long career in your own businesses, Martha, right? And you worked in administration. And Jim, you were, share with uh, a little bit what that looked like. Yeah. So um, over the course of our marriage, we have been entrepreneurs. 
Um, that is, God put that in our DNA. So we've owned a chain of insurance agencies. We own a used car dealership. Um, so we've done a lot and we had a consulting business. We had a, uh, business, you know, like a services business that did graphics and, and accounting work and all these different things. And all along we ran our businesses by biblical principles, but we never thought we were actually fulfilling our calling. And so we always felt like we were falling short. And um, that was something we really struggled with until we understood that God had given us this great mission field in our clients, in the um, vendors that, you know, service us, in our employees, that right there under our nose was the very people that God gave us a, a, a fresh mission field that we could build relationship with and show them Jesus. And so while we did our business with biblical principles, we didn't have the vocabulary, nor did we really connect the dots right. that we were doing what God wanted us to be doing. We always uh, felt uh, like, oh, we're not quite doing what God wanted us to be doing. And um, and we struggled with that until that we finally made that connection. And then it really made a difference for us. Now, I got to ask you guys, you know, having the show and all the multiple interviews, you guys, I mean, my goodness, you've had uh, probably a thousand interviews already. Oh, no. But, Three thousand. Huh? We've had two thousand. Okay, at least three thousand. Excuse me. Crazy. I, I should know better than that. <laughs> no. uh, but just as a to follow on what Martha said, you know, do you find that in the interviewing and as you're going out and cultivating this, that people have the same issue that you guys had? Is it not realizing that your that your business was a ministry? Well, almost everybody we run into as Christ followers out there in the workplaces of America, and some people will say the marketplace. We say workplace because. Right. People that typically work in healthcare or education or in the government don't think of themselves in the marketplace. So right. anyway, um, we find that people think, well, I, I really, I think, I really feel called to ministry. So I think I should quit my job and go to seminary so I can go work in a church. That's what we hear all the time. They think, I just need to quit my job so I can make a difference. And then I want to just choke them. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to choke them. I want to choke myself. I want to say, don't even think about that. Don't you know that God loves your work? I mean, but seriously, I, I want to pound my head up against the wall and go on, where is the church in this? We've missed the boat. So many people, I bet I've met 2,000 people. I bet I've met 3,000 people that have thought in order to make a difference in the kingdom of God, I need to quit my job and go work in a church. That's oh just my goodness. theology. It's just false theology. Although we need people to do those things, but it's right. not the only calling. And I think that's been the disconnect is people thought, yeah. unless I work for a nonprofit, I'm not where, where God can really a use Christian me. nonprofit. And yeah. um, so that's, that has been um, resoundingly across the board, something that we've seen. I ran yeah. into somebody just the other day, we were in Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago and somebody said that to me. I'm like, Oh, please, <laughs> you need to understand. That's the worst thing. You, and she was a, a professor in, an, in a secular university. And she's going to quit oh, her wait, job wait. to go work in a Christian nonprofit. I said, please do not. We desperately need you there. Yeah, exactly. Big time. More than never now. More right? than exactly. ever. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you guys, what I so admire about you guys as a husband-wife team, you know, that A, that you have been together as long as you have, and B, that you haven't gotten divorced because you're working together. I mean, that, that's a testimony in and of itself. 
my bride and I tried to work together for a while. That wasn't going to work out very well. So we, we, we decided that, you know, to save our marriage, we weren't going to do that, you know, but you have my undying admiration because I know how difficult it can be sometimes to it separate work and family and all the rest of it. And you guys do an admirable job of that, but you've traveled extensively across the country, you guys, and and you've really gotten into all different sorts of areas and pockets. So why don't you just briefly, in the minutes we have left here, just t- tell about a story or two about some of the things that you've encountered as you've gone around the country. Well, I think that one of the most exciting things, if I was just going to um, kind of summarize what we've seen, is that eight years ago when we started really having this conversation on the air, um, not many people were talking about it at all. Not many people were were able to verbalize that they saw the connection between Sunday and Monday, that they saw the scriptures apply to their nine to five, what, however you want to say it. And I would say that one of the biggest things that we've seen is the spirit really awakening people to the idea that what God has gifted them to do, whether they're an engineer or a Montessori teacher, that God has gifted them for that purpose, for such a time as this. And that looks different for everybody. It looks, and and it's um, stirring in them differently, but it's no longer um, a, a, a strange idea. It is, it's coming alive. And I would say that that's one thing that just over overall a summary of it, what I've seen. And Jim, you may have a more specific story. Something else I've seen is when we went on the air eight years ago and Martha joined me about seven years ago, she would used to take little bits of time. Now she takes just as much time as I do. So, <laughs> oh. uh, but one of the things that really that, uh, that we have seen is as we've traveled really from West Coast to East Coast is that in every town in America, God is raising up Christ followers. And Mm -hmm. we thought that there were a few hundred faith and work focused discipleship ministries, but it turns out there's probably 3000 or more across the country. And we've interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, But what I've, what we've seen is that there's one central coordinator. No, it's not. I work for him. Wish it. No, I don't wish it was. (laughs) It's the Holy spirit of God. He's prompting people. And, And what we try to do as a ministry is connect people that are doing similar things get them to work together so we don't waste kingdom resources. But what we have seen God do is that this next generation, certainly the younger millennial generation, and certainly the digital gen that's coming up, is they they get this somehow inherently. It's built into their DNA. They understand they want purpose in their work, and they see God in their work. Yeah, and that's what, boy, you couldn't say it any louder than that. And, and I, I'm like you, Jim. I'm just seeing pockets popping up all over the country. It's been particularly in the last several years, but I think it's accelerating. The other thing I'm very excited about, and as you know, I'm putting more of an emphasis in the show on is, is the millennial generation or under 40, as I call it, because right. uh, they need our help. They need us to lift them up. We need, we need to really raise these young people up and come up alongside of them, really uh, help them and connect them, like you said, because they get this stuff, you know, the digital stuff. I mean, that's our world. They're living it. But uh, you know, I, I'm also seeing and being encouraged by uh, initiatives that are specifically for that age category now, you know, Christian initiatives for um, young entrepreneurs and that. So, hey, I can't believe we're out of time in the segment already. But again, uh, I want to welcome you back to the next segment. We're going to get more into I Work For Him and some special things that they're doing now. And I'll tip you a little bit as to why I'm privileged to have uh, been associated with something just recently. 
So stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. This is Faith Marketplace. It's on every Saturday, noon to one o'clock. We'll be right back with my special guests, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, I'm back here with our special guests, Jim and Martha Brandenburg. And uh, I know I'm screwing up your name. So. Brandenburg. Brandenburg. Jim and Martha's fine. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You guys, I, you're the ones I can do that with because everyone else I have to go back and edit. We love you, on, Bob. But, Anyway, listen, uh, let's get more into I Work For Him and some of the exciting stuff that you guys have just put together that I was privileged to be a part of. But why don't you share with the audience now the three books that you guys have published and, and, and done? And I think you did something very unique, and I also want to comment on that. But I, I want to get you guys talking about and what inspired you to do this, okay? Well, I'm going to start with that because that is one of the, the inspiring part because it's pretty funny um, I'm, Bob, I'm sure you've heard this too. When you um, sign that radio contract, people start saying things like, well, you know, you really should have a book. Like that should be your marketing material. And uh, long story short, we just said, we're not going to write a book unless God says it's time to write a book. And Jim came to me, what, about 18 months ago and said, it's time, but it's not just one. It's going to be three. Yeah, because we had, we had seen something. One of the things that we'd really been paying attention to, because the Lord said to pay attention to this, he goes, I don't want you to reproduce the wheel. So as you know, it's super easy to interview authors. Uh, and I, we had interviewed over a, probably 200 authors that had written about the faith and work connection, the faith and work movement. And so we knew what was out there that was written, what was well-written, what was okay written. But we also knew where the holes were. And there was very little material written to the everyday believer, very little material written to the Christian working woman and almost nothing written to the Christian retiree. And, and God had been developing these things in our hearts. And so we just decided we we're going to write a book. I work for him. I retire for him and she works for him. And since then we've launched the I retire for him and she works for him podcast. She works for him gets to launch here uh, in the fall of 2021, but we've got some preview shows that are dumping already out there uh, on our, I work for him channel just to let people know she works for him is coming. So these three books roll from our heart, but they're for the everyday believer. We didn't write them to business people. We didn't write them to CEOs. They will all benefit from it, but they are, um, written to the everyday believer just with practical, tactical, factual, and biblical things they can use to plug in their faith into their work. Okay, but there's something very special what you did as far as the format of these books, right? Most definitely. So this, although Jim was really the person that compiled and, and put together kind of a foundational conversation around what is I work for him, what does it mean to retire for him and setting the, um, the, the tone for she works for him. But then it became a very collaborative um, effort from there on out. We invited in what ended up being a total of 54 uh, contributors between the three books to really share their story from their vantage point, either a, a faith and work story of their own or where they might be in um, a, in a, an organization of some sort that might be a help to that retiree or to that 
everyday uh, working believer to really be able to then better connect their faith and their work. So a lot of different vantage points came into view. And it really, again, just as that um, idea of a collaboration, and God, God really spoke specifically to Jim about collaboration, well, didn't he? And, and really, Bob, that's what our ministry has been about all, all along. It's been about right. collaboration, strategic connections and unparalleled collaboration. We saw that there was, there was such a need for lifting up, you know, so many of these everyday believers think, like we said in the first segment, that I need to quit my job so I can go work in full-time ministry. Well, what we want to do is we want to introduce them to the idea they are already in their ministry place yeah. on a mission field full of lost and hopeless people, but they, they need to then be connected to ministries that can help disciple them. And so I work for him. The book and the podcast is an introduction to these other ministries and 21 ministries in, wrote, and I work for him. Hey, here's how we can help you learn to connect your faith and your work. And Bob Lambert wrote one of those chapters. That's right. So chapter 29 in I Work For Him um, really is the Faith Marketplace radio story. So really sets the tone. Thank you so much for sharing that so that our readers could really get um, just a glimpse into how God moved in your own life and how he's using Faith Marketplace. So very excited to have that listed and that um, entry into the I Work For Him book, which really the subtitle is Change the Way You Think About Your Faith at Work, because that's really what it's about, right? Romans 12, 2, um, we need to allow God to transform us. Yeah, and thank you so much for that. I was so honored when you asked uh, asked for us to contribute to that, and it was really a privilege and honor. But here's what something that what I thought was very unique also is that you made you're making an audio version of that, right? Oh yeah, it's already and done. I and why I think that is so unique because I personally, and I don't know, maybe they're out there, but I've not seen that combination before, where there has been a particularly where you had the contributors actually do the audio. So you had me on, I literally took and read what I had, what you had, we'd written, written for the book and actually read that out in the audio form. So to me, that's you, I don't know if anybody else has done that, but I have to tell you listeners, you got to get out there and check this out because here's what's going to happen. You write, uh, we want you to um, text us at 312-210-0603. And Jim and Martha have been very generous that they are going to have uh, the ability for you to download the first chapters of all three of these books. You get out there, text us at 312-210-0603 with the keyword chapter, and you're going to get sent a download of the first chapters of each one of these books so you can experience this firsthand. But I really want to get to encourage you is to get out and buy these books, okay? So where are they going to get the books at, guys? So let me just, we, we've got a deal because let's just say that you've got a listener who's a, a, a young man in the workplace. Well, go ahead. We want you to buy all three books, 30 bucks if you buy all three books. And I want you to read I Work For Him, but I want you to give She Works For Him to one of your Christian coworkers. Maybe it's your wife who's out there working in the field. And I want you to give the I Retire For Him to a retiree in your life. Because we want to change this. So, I mean, because a lot of times people buy books and they're $19.99 today. So we said, well, for 30 bucks, you can have all three and give two away. So Martha, where on the website can they find so this? So go to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com forward slash bookstore. And there you will see all three books 
um, available. And like Jim said, they're $12 each on our website, but if you buy all three, it knocks it down to $10 a piece for any three or more. So um, once you get above that, we really, our heart and desire is just for people to hear about them, to read the stories, like you said, Bob, to really um, allow that, you know, exposure to so many different people, different vantage points, so that they can be challenged and encouraged. And, and like Jim said, with the She Works for Him and the retiree, you know, that can be male or female or even pre-retiree. You know, I really think that this is the retiree book is for anybody as they're even getting approaching <gasps> retirement. Well, I, I remember like I just Bob, aren't you approaching retirement? Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm walking into the grave. Well, actually, they're pouring my ashes into it or something. I don't know what the what the deal's going to be, but uh, you know that is fat. Now, what about the audio edition? Now, how's it? How people so, get a hold of that? If people go out to Amazon and they look for I work for him, I retire for him, or she works for him, they can buy the book there. But that's where they can get the audio. They don't need uh, it. It's actually cheaper if you buy the book from us on our website uh, versus on Amazon. But that's an Amazon thing. You got to pay for Jeff Bezos to go to the moon and back. Okay. Uh, but you can get the audio <laughs> and the digital versions right there on Amazon.com. Yeah. Well, so, they can't get the they can't get the audio version from you guys. No, because of the way that they're formatted, that's all done through it, the platform on Amazon. So I'm going to make okay. it in a step easier. Just Ooh. go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. We've got the links there to take you right to the audiobook and the Kindle. Oh, that's so awesome. If you go okay. there, you can order your paperback and then continue on with the link that will take you to get the audiobook. The millennials just giggled at that. And, order the yeah, paperback. I know they did. I know. But you know, I do want to say, Bob, what you just said about the audio being unique with everybody's own voices. Um, that was Jim's idea. And I think that it is really going to set it apart because, you know, how many times have you listened to an audiobook and you're like, oh, I missed who was talking or who I missed that it changed, you know, uh, persons. And it's very clear when you read your story, it's your passion coming out. It's right. your um, own voice behind it. And I think it's going to make it a lot more personal to people yeah. And also more interesting. So I hope that I, that's an added benefit. So thanks for highlighting that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it was outstanding to me, guys. And I thought, I've never heard of that done before. And I think it's absolutely superb that you did that. And spirit led, Jim. I know the Lord was knocking on you there and say, dude, I got an idea for you. Hey, before we get out here, I want to clarify something for our audience, because it might be the first time that anybody's listened to you guys and so on and so forth. Where did the, the whole concept of I work for him come from? Because you got a little story there. Quickly, Jim. <laughs> quickly. Okay, quickly. Let me think of it quickly. Okay, listen. In 2006, it was the first time I was introduced to the idea that my work mattered to God. As I started praying about this, I started feeling like God was, was churning something in me, a ministry idea in me. And I kept saying to the Lord, I'll know you want me to move forward when you give me a name. I'll know you want me to move forward when you give me a name. And I prayed about this for five years, wrote down 132 <laughs> names. None of them resonated with me. And on November the 20th, 2012, seven o'clock at night, I was writing down names again. And I came up with, I work the number four him. And I'm like, that's the simplest idea possible. Why did it take me five years to come up with this? And I said that night, I said, Lord, okay, I got the name. And I could see how I can help disciple four or five Christian business guys on my own. But how do you impact thousands of people? I don't have a platform. What are you going to do? There you go. <laughs> Let me give us radio. I love it. I love it, man. 
You know, I, Jim, I think that's about the fastest I've ever seen you talk. I know you talk in volumes, but that compress it that way. That is absolutely excellent, folks. It's right when he has the <laughs> clock in front of him. He has yeah, no exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, folks, I want you to stay tuned because if you think this was great, you wait till we come back. We got it. We're going to load up even more here to give more meat to bone. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're here again with Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we uh, they have I work the number for him.com. You gotta get out there and check that out. The radio program. Listen, we had we we had a lot of stuff we talked about with these books. Let's dive in a little deeper here, plus some new things that they're doing. So, guys, when we talked about that, basically. Uh, I work for him, uh, she works for him, and then re- I retire for him. Uh, let's get into a little bit more of that as to what the, the shape of that, because those were different subjects for each one of those. So Martha, let's start with you. Um, she works for him because you you put a lot of the content together for that. So what's oh, the focus oh, on oh, that? Okay, wait a minute. So that's, that's the funny part. Yes. But let me just tell you what the Lord prompted me to do is she worked for him. So I, I knew I couldn't write the book because I'm not a woman. But I knew that one of the things we'd seen is that Christian working women were extremely underserved within the body of Christ. Yes. And so we decided we'd reach out to all of the women we'd interviewed on the show over the, over the years. It was 450 different women we'd interviewed and said, would you like to participate in this project? And 40 of them responded. And of that, 19 of them wrote chapters. And here's what I said to them, because I kind of handled this part of it. I said, I want you to write a chapter about your experience living out your faith as a Christian working woman. Maybe something you've struggled with, maybe a ministry that helped uh, inspire you or helped you along the way. But I want you to write your story. When we got them back, not one woman wrote about the same thing. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we can imagine that the stories would be different, right? But the topics were actually different, that, that God really wove together 19 different stories um, and these are not just stories. These are not like I'm telling you this poetic event in my life. You know, these, some of them are very raw, very transparent. Um, God um, revealed some real truths to some women that really um, helped them in their workplace. And that's what they shared. You know, so some are on, you know, feeling all alone or putting on a mask or, um, you know, messing up big time at work and getting mad and not looking like Jesus and being humbled and having to come back. And, and what did that look like to, you know, repair and how did God use that in their testimony? So, you know, just amazing women with very transparent um, stories that they told with a purpose. And then what we did at the end of every chapter is we actually wrote questions to help us to, as a reader, to um, digest it a little bit more. You know, what did I, what did I hear her just say, and how can I apply that in my own work? And so it can be done individually, or you know, we, in a, you, we could dream up, you know, all kinds of ideas where women could get together in the lunchroom and go read, say, hey, we're going to read this chapter this week, and then let's talk about it on Thursday at lunch, and things like that and answer those questions. So um, that's really that's kind great. of the, the format for She Works For Him. Ah, uh, that's, that's terrific. Now, um, I want to take a pause a minute because I retire, right, for him. 
Uh, that was that that was inspired by somebody special to you guys, right? <laughs> Very much so. Um, my dad, Ted Haynes, uh, he said to Jim one day, he goes, Jim, I get the whole I work for him and I believe in it. And that is how I was. He ran his photography business for years. But he goes, I'm not working anymore. Because I don't, I don't work for him. I retire for him, he said. And, and I said, what? That's it. I retire for him. That's fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's really where it developed it. I, I want to go back to each one of the books. So after we've got from the authors, like if she works for him, then we highlight resources. Here's mm -hmm. some ministries to connect to. Here's some interviews you can listen to. Uh, we, we do that in each one of the books. Here's ministries you can connect to. Here's resources that, you know, book resources, things like that. But so Ted, Ted, he's the one that inspired, Ted Haynes inspired, I retire from. Ted is now almost 89 years old. And if, and if you'll notice on the front of the books on both I work for him and I retire for him, it's Jim and Martha Brangenberg. It says a collaborative resource of I work for him. It says Jim and Martha Brangenberg and Ted Haynes. And you may go, well, why is his name on both books? Because Ted wrote a story of him living out his faith in his work from the time before he went to Korea to serve in the war in Korea up to the day he retired. That's in I Work For Him, including how God revealed to him what his career was going to be. And then in, the, in I Retire For Him, it's from when he retired until today and what God's been using him to do in his retirement years. And so there's stories, Ted's life stories. And Martha, that was so much fun having your dad put those together. Yeah, it really was. And I, um, you know, some of the feedback we've already gotten is people just really enjoy that little peek into his life. And he's very, again, very transparent, very real. My dad's got some great humor, um, but he's also, you know, he's not been perfect. And he shares that in a way that helps all of us to, to learn. And again, yeah. to ask those questions like, what am I going to get out of this story? And, and our passion with I retire for him. I'm sorry, Bart, did you want to talk on your own radio yeah, show? <laughs> no, I, 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 again, I just, I, I'm fawning all over you guys, but you have my deep admiration for, and the Lord for really inspiring you to do this because it is definitely very distinct and very unique in my, in my eye. And obviously, as you know, I'm, I, I can relate to, I'm not retired, but I can relate to that. <laughs> One of these days I might aspire to that. But well, I mean, uh, one of the things that Bob, we've seen, we lived in Florida now almost 20 years. And so we're surrounded by retirees. I mean, right. over, over 6 million people living in Florida are retired and the population of Florida is now 23 million people or so. Mm -hmm. And what I saw, what we've seen as we've lived in retirement neighborhoods, cause that's where you live is that they're lacking purpose. They're wondering what does God have for them next? They, you know, in, in church, they've been shoved off in groups full of chronologically superior folks instead of being intermingled with the younger folks. And, and I just wanted to write a book to retire Christian retirees to let them know God has purpose for you in your retirement. Martha loves to say, your retire your your calling did not get to retire when you did. Yeah, exactly. And, you know God. that. These are all chapters in a book, man. As we progress, as you well know, God's got, as long as you're drawing a breath, he's got an assignment for you, you know, yeah. and you want to <clears throat> want to stay in that. Um, what's the reaction been so far to guys? Because that book just came out when? I think it was in the middle of July or? No. Yeah, yes. this, yeah, the middle yeah. of July, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> the reaction has been slow at this point. In time. We probably only sold several hundred books uh, at this point in time. So people are still reading them, but the people that have read them would come back and People that know me come back and go, Jim, it's actually pretty good. 
Well, that's they're good, quite surprised. That's what good friends say. <laughs> I love it. No, but, you know, so much more than it just, you know, being good is the, you know, the text like you got last week, Jim, from our friend who is retired from a taxi company. And he said, you know, I just retired and I've been trying to figure out what God wants me to do next. And this is really helping me. This is that's really great. giving me ideas. And that's what we want it to be. It's not, a, it's not a, hey, this is what you do. This is, here's a whole bunch of different things that God has done. And maybe it's going to spur what he wants to do in you. And whether you're in work or in retirement. I actually had a conversation with a guy that finished the book just last week right here in Fort Myers. And, and, and he goes, Jim, I, 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 I've got it. I know what my next steps are. Because he was wondering, what am I supposed to do with my retirement years? Mm -hmm. And he's living in a retirement neighborhood, 55 plus. And I said, who are the neighbors? Start with your neighbors. Then start with the people that you're working alongside I as a volunteer. It. I mean, just anyway. That's I love it. That is so cool. Well, guys, we've been talking about this. We've been teasing you with it. You got to get out there and text me at 312-210-0603. And Jim and Martha are going to make a gift to anybody that texts that number with the keyword chapter. Um, a, a, a chapter of the first chapter of each one of these books. So you got to get out there and do this. So if they want to go out there and purchase the book directly, you guys, what's it, where do they go? They go to your website, right? Yes, I work for, I work for forward slash bookstore. That's <laughs> bookstore. Right. Yes. And that's how you can get your hands on it directly from them. Or you get out there and they said, Amazon's got it on there on the, uh, on them for them. I want to encourage everybody to get out there. It's fabulous. And like I said, some of the highlights in these books are going to really touch almost any reader that reads this book is going to get touched by one of these subjects. I know personally that uh, this is on my book list and for gifts, because uh, I want to lift these two up. They're doing terrific work. I think God has got something here for everybody. And I, I just thank him for inspiring both Jim and Martha to do this. Hey, guys, just to wrap this up, there's a couple things that I always like to try to sneak in here at the end. And that is, uh, number one, words of wisdom you would have given to your younger selves. Huh. Your, my work matters to God. I don't need to quit my job, go to seminary so I can work <laughs> in a church. Because that is what we tried to do. We, at, right. we got our four-year degree. We got our jobs. I enrolled in seminary. And God said, nope, I've called you to the marketplace. But the pastor didn't have the words to say, and that's your ministry place. Right. You, wherever you are working today, listener, God has called you there. You are surrounded by people who desperately need to meet Jesus and you may be their only chance. Yep. And I love what you, you wrote there about, you know, the mission field, Romans 12, two, which is, it's right on with that, right? Exactly. exactly. I love it. Yep. Well, I'm going to throw this one to Martha because I have, I suspect, you know, that you uh, had a lot to do with this, Martha. Okay. So uh, let's talk about some amazing, cool, funny, uh, amazing things about you too. Okay, so um, just, a, just a fun fact, Jim and I are both babies of the family. So if anybody's ever read any of Kevin Lehman's, um, you know, birth order books, birth and order. Stuff, <laughs> like 35 years of marriage is, is, you know, not supposed to happen between, you know, well, I guess not, not supposed to, it's just not the ideal according to right. him. But we have seen God's hand in our marriage. So we are both babies of the families. We're both born in Ju June. Our firstborn was born in June. And we were married in June in between our birthdays. <laughs> and our daughter's name is 
No, we don't have a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That would really add a lot of highlight to that. So, fun fact: June is a very fun month. And on July the thirteenth, nineteen seventy-nine, both Martha and I committed our lives to full-time Christian ministry at exactly the same youth conference three years before we met. Wow! Wow! Boy, I tell you, God was all over you two from an early stage. I, I got to believe it was it, you know, before birth. You know, he had this preordained, you know. He knows every hair in her head anyways. Guys, you got to stick with us. Jim and Martha are going to be back with me, and we are going to roundtable a mystery subject, and you do not want to miss this one. Believe me. I'm teasing you with it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to come back. We'll be right back with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Jim and Martha. And as I said, we've got a mystery subject that we're going to roundtable. And that is, should Christians be involved in politics? But before that, I want Jim to tell us about a special uh, network that they've got going on and what's behind that. Jimmy? You know, well, here's one of the things, Bob. One of the collaborations, all what I work for is all about and strategic collaboration and unparalleled collaboration. We put together what's called the Awaken Podcast Network. It's online, awakenpodcastnetwork.com, where we have gathered together in one place all the voices of the faith and work movement, talking and encouraging Christ followers to connect their faith to the work, including Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace Radio is on there, and of course, I work for him is on there, but 128 other voices. Wow. 35 of them focused just on Christian working women. Check it out online, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. It's a free resource. It's out there to encourage and equip awakenpodcastnetwork.com. That's fabulous, Jim. And I'm uh, very proud and honored to be a part of that also. Hey, okay. So uh, we came up with a subject, should Christians be involved in politics? And I know, Jim, you have some opinions on that. So let's start with you. Right, so here's the deal, because I think if you, were to, if you were to ask any average believer, they think that politics is evil, that Christians shouldn't be involved in it. And if you want to know why our country is in the place that it's in today is because people have been telling Christians, don't be involved in politics. It's too worldly. We're supposed to come apart from the world. Guess what? We screwed up our own country because Christians haven't been involved in politics. You don't have to compromise your integrity to be involved in politics. God calls people to politics. Not everybody's set to be a politician. Not everybody can end up being president. Not everybody can end up being the president of their HOA in their neighborhood. <laughs> but some people are. And, it's, and, and what an opportunity to be a leader if you get involved in politics. It is difficult. I'm not saying it's a calling that is rare, but there are 575,000 elected officials in this country. And as Christ followers, we don't represent 36% of them, which is Mm -hmm. 36% is what the population of America claims to be born again believers. Mm -hmm. So, but it's okay. I'm saying it's okay to be involved in politics as a Jesus follower. It's difficult, but We're supposed to be, the whole idea is when I became a Jesus follower, Bob, everybody around me should be benefiting from my faith, whether they believe in Jesus or not. And that goes into my politics too. It doesn't mean we're always going to win every battle in politics. It's not going to, Jesus wouldn't have been a registered Republican or registered Democrat. Let me just make that clear. (laughs) But Jesus was pro-people. And as a politician, we could be pro-people. And mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to bring solutions. The kingdom of God brings, 
The Bible presents solutions that solve the problems of society. The church has all the answers to the issues in our communities that can bring healing. But we got to bring them there. And we got to elect people that allow us to bring them there. Jesus is the answer to all of those solutions. We don't have to say J-E-S-U-S in order to get elected, but we can bring the solutions that he brings to bring healings to our community because there's, let Jack keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're getting activated here. I know that the, a gentleman that I know has been on the show, Gary Rabine here in Chicago, is running for governor of the state of Illinois. And uh, I you know could that use got, a governor that loves yeah, Jesus. Well, we're really praying for him and lifting him up, but a great Christian brother. Uh, Martha, from your perspective, how do you see this? Well, you know, I think that if we really think about the fact that if we want to be governed in a way that um, aligns with what we believe, then people need to be governing that align with what we believe. And so, yes, it takes a lot of courage. Yes, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of prayer. Um, but everywhere from the school board, which we've seen recently, mm-hmm. how very powerful the influence of the school board is across this country, um, all the way up to the highest ranking offices, um, if there was a, if we could have an influence of kingdom principles of biblical responsibility in all of those areas, what a difference, what an impact we could have on our government. So not only um, for the people that feel compelled to run, but being alongside them, like you just said, mentioning the gentleman that you're praying for that is, that is going to be running for governor, um, doing the same thing at all levels. If we find out that a friend feels called to run for an elected office, um, to support them, to encourage them, right. to not steer them away and say, what are you, crazy? Have you gone insane? But to say, thank you. Thank you for being willing. And what can I do to walk alongside you in this? Well, you know, the other thing too, I, I, we kind of, to your point, we lost our way, you know, what was this country founded on Judeo-Christian belief? I mean, in, in, in the values of that, and, and that's where we've kind of wandered away. I've got a little bit of a controversial one I want to throw in here. Okay. Do you think churches should be involved in this, particularly ministry should be involved in politics? Well, there are certain rules as a, as a nonprofit um, that you are, you're not supposed to endorse candidates on one side or the other. This is what I, I honestly I haven't studied this deeply, but I, I, I follow an organization called faithwins.us. Mm-hmm. But we can hold nonpartisan voter registration drives and encourage people, teach people what biblical principles are and, and teach people to vote for politicians that match those biblical principles. So, but that's something we don't do. Pastors think that it's illegal to have a voter registration drive in your church. That's a lie. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can teach, we can teach politics. You can invite politicians onto your stage if as long as you invite both sides. Mm-hmm. So, but the issue is, yes, the church should get involved. Um, I, I think that it's, okay. Martha wants to say well, something. Well, we heard of a church in Tampa that oh, this did an fantastic. amazing thing a couple of presidential elections ago. He actually divided the church and he said, I want this half of the church to debate in favor of Hillary. Okay. And this half of the church to debate in favor of Donald Trump. And let's study what their platforms are and let's debate each other. And they used the church 
as an opportunity to do that. And it forced them to learn the issues and to really see where they wanted to place their vote. And so what a great role for the church, a safe place where you could come and say, but I don't get that. I don't understand that platform. Or I don't understand how I could be in favor of that or this mm-hmm. or the other thing. What a, what a beautiful thing for the church to do. To give Is them the church a, still in existence after yes. all this? <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. they are, and they're vibrant. And you know, so the body of Christ is still in existence. The four walls church has struggled, but it's not out. But the body of Christ is more vibrant now than forever because God used COVID to extricate the church from the building. Got it. Yep. And, and, and as we all know, the first churches, right? The churches and acts weren't in, in buildings. <laughs> no. They weren't in church. There was no from Jesus. Go, go you yeah. therefore and build big buildings. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. We have, you know, nine, I, I, you know we have $9 trillion worth of church buildings in this country. $9 oh trillion. Dollars. Imagine wow. what we could do with $9 trillion <laughs> in this country to solve the problems that our society has. Homelessness and poverty and cultural divides. I mean, if the church was doing the job the church was called to do, we wouldn't have the problems in this country. We'd be leading the world to solutions. Yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> well, I know that we've had, this This is a, always a, an interesting subject, and I've had a couple people on uh, that have really spoken in, it, particularly with some of the, that were very intimately involved in some of the left move, um, progressive movement that walked away from that because of what they saw behind the, the, behind the curtain. I just so want to highlight a website. Think, I want to uh, highlight a website. If somebody's interested in running for office, Bob, have them check out kingdominpolitics.com. Okay. Kingdominpolitics.com. And you may want to interview Eamon Ross. He helped the governor of Oklahoma get elected, who is a believer, kingdominpolitics.com. Yeah, send me his information. We'll get that, we'll get that handled. Well, I can't believe that this time is over already, guys. What a fabulous interview. I, I, I just can't thank you guys enough for being my guest today. And I just love what you're doing. So again, get out there. Text me at 312-210-0603. And Jim, with the word um, chapter, and we'll send you the book. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.